This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's talk a little Browns football. Let's welcome aboard uh, Dustin Fox. Uh, the fan in Cleveland joins us now, uh, co-host of uh, Bull in the Fox uh, on 92.3, the fan in Cleveland. Hey, Dustin, Taz of the Moose with you. Thanks for a couple minutes this morning. We appreciate it. Dustin, what's up, hey. man? Taz, Moose, good morning. Good to be with you guys. Good, yeah, man. You know, and, and Dustin, this Browns team certainly has got a lot of personalities here. Um, I, I do like the fact of, you know, even though that interview was two months ago and grabbed a lot of headlines on a number of different levels, I do like the fact of what Odell Beckham Jr. had to say yesterday at, the, at his football camp in terms of, you know, trying to put the Giants in the rearview mirror and saying focusing in here on the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think he needs to at this point. I mean, my goodness, it's been it's been long enough where you know he can let things go. And I, I know that interview was a while back, but uh, he needs to just kind of to kind of put that in the rearview mirror. And he did an interview with my partner, a one on one with the Bull uh, at his camp, and it was it was good to hear some of the things he had to say. Number one, he's looking for a fresh start. He's looking to you know kind of take a little ownership of what happened in the past and 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 move forward. Um, it hasn't been perfect for him. Obviously, he hasn't done everything right. He admits that. And I think he's looking for this fresh opportunity here in Cleveland. Uh, you know, so, uh, Dustin, what about uh, – give us a, a feel for, like, in the great city of Cleveland and that whole area. Like, what's the feel, man, of the fan base, would you say, when you guys do your show and people call whatever, or people on social media, you know, going with you guys, talking about the Browns and talking about Beckham. Like, what's the feel, like, in town, for most part, from Brown fans about Beckham being part of this thing? Uh, the energy is just insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, it's it's really, really insane. I don't think we've seen anything like this in quite some time with any team. I mean, maybe the Cavaliers come close when LeBron came back, kind of the excitement in the city. But uh, it's the energy level on social media with our callers for the, for the Browns. It's like they can't wait for today. Today's training camp. And training camp opens up here. Right. That they, they're on the field in about an hour and a half. And um, they'll be packed out there in Berea. And every practice is going to be packed. Every preseason game is going to be packed. And obviously uh, the, the expectations are, are probably a little bit too high for the team in terms of what, they, what they're going to do because they still haven't proven anything. But, you know, fans are expecting playoffs. And, you know, I don't know. I hate to use the the uh, the Super Bowl. Uh, t- well, your head coach here, did. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I I know. I know. It's just I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but that's sort of the expectation already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, playing off that, Dustin, does the excitement around the Browns match the excitement around the Cavs when Braun was there? Uh, I think it's more. It's a Browns wow. town. Even yeah. though, even though LeBron was was so great and the Cavs were an awesome team, uh, nothing tops the Browns. When the Browns win, I don't care if it was you know like back in 2014, the Browns had Brian Hoyer as their quarterback. They just drafted Johnny Manziel, and they were seven four right going into the the final you know five games of the season, and things fell apart. But I mean, there was a point in time when I mean the city was was like electric. I mean that's that's the closest I can remember. 
um, to this feeling is is with the Browns. It's just it's cool how how much this town rallies around this football team. It's awesome. Uh, listen, you're listening to Taz and Moose right now. Our special guest is Dustin Fox, co-host of Bull and Fox on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. Uh, so, Dustin, with the uh, it's kind of a unique situation f- for the Browns, I would think, because. It's almost like you guys that we'd say in the wrestling business, you guys are the heels, you're the bad guy. You know, Kitchen's very outspoken as a new head coach. Um, and obviously, Baker Mayfield's his second year as, as an NFL quarterback. And, you know, there's a lot of bravado coming out of both these guys. And it seems like there's a chip on the shoulder of the Cleveland Browns uh, players and coaches as an overview. I mean, are, are the fans, you feel like the fans in Cleveland are enjoying this being the bad guy for a change? I don't know if they, they feel like they're the bad guy yet. I think it's coming. You know, I think <laughs> what happened last year was the start of the Browns becoming a team people really, really liked. Right. You know, the, the whole story behind, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people saw, saw hard docs, right? And they saw of course, yeah. yeah. This, this young team. They saw Baker Mayfield. They saw the team that you know, didn't win but one game in two seasons. And then all of a sudden, this thing starts to, to, to turn last year. I think people are excited about the Browns. I think people will start to hate the Browns when they start winning. You know, like right right now, I think they're still kind of a lovable, uh, you know, let's see what happens. Baker and, and, and Odell and Jarvis is kind of cool. Let's see what's going to happen. But as soon as they start winning and the trash talk continues and Baker is himself, which is this cocky quarterback that just doesn't really give a rip about what anybody thinks or says – that's when things turn. And I don't know if fans are ready for that because what happens is when you start to have success and, and people, you start to do the trash talking thing, and that's, that's all fine and dandy when you're winning. But the second the Browns have any slip up, mm. man, everyone's going to jump on top of them. And yeah. I don't know if the fans are ready for that. You know, Dustin, um, when we look at, um, when we look at uh, the, this Browns team on the whole, you're concerned. I mean, there's been, as you mentioned, a lot of talk playoffs, Super Bowl. What's the concern that you have about the Browns this year? Just everybody working. You know, there's a new head coach. There's tons of new egos and attitudes and and, uh, personality, right? I mean, there's a lot of different personalities. And how does it all mesh? And does it work? You know, I mean, on paper, uh, this team looks awesome. It looks like a fantasy football team, but. You know, we know how these things work. It's not. This isn't Madden. This isn't a video game. This is real. Like you have to, you have to fight the reverse. You have to win games. You have to, you know, deal with players. You know, are they going to? Is everybody going to get their touches? Is there enough footballs to go around? I mean, there's a lot of talented players, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that you know are going to want to get their carries and get their receptions. I don't know. I mean, that's that's the concern. I mean, if everyone if everyone plays selfless and cares about winning and makes that the priority, they'll be fine. But we don't know. We haven't seen that happen yet, so we don't know how that's going to play out. What about, uh, you know, Kitchens, who, you know, every team's trying to win. We know that. Some are in better yeah. position to win than anybody else, than other teams, and we all understand that as well. But what about Kitchens here now, you know, getting not, not being the offensive coordinator, now this being his team as head coach going into uh, his first year as HC here for the Browns? I think there's a lot of pressure on Freddie because of how talented the team is. People are probably going to look at this and say, well, if they don't win X amount of games, if they don't go to the playoffs, then a lot is going to be on Freddie. And Freddie, you know, you've heard him talk. I mean, he's, he's a different kind of head football coach. He, he doesn't talk like a normal 
coach does. I mean, he's, he's, he's a guy from the, the, the South who kind of has that accent. doesn't sound like everyone's coach. Um, and, and I like that about him. I don't, I don't think he cares what people think or say, but there's no doubt that there's pressure on him. I mean, the Browns, let's say the Browns have a season where they win six or seven games, which could happen, right? I don't think it's going to happen, but it could. My God, the pressure on him for next season is going to be through the roof because the expectations this year were, you know, ten, eleven games. But uh, I mean, but also, Dustin, it's depend on how you get to those six or seven. I mean, it it is too. I mean, if you win six or seven, if if Mayfield goes out, blows out his knee week one, yeah, yeah, that's a different story, right? So, I mean, now if you're looking at a scenario where everyone's healthy and they win six and seven, six or seven games, and there's infighting and Beckham's creating negative headlines, whatever it Mm -hmm. might be, or drama and and stuff, then obviously, yeah, you're dead on correct. Then the pressure is going to be off the charts. Yeah, if, if and remember, he's got to make – he's the play caller too. Sure. So every decision made is going to be questioned if it doesn't work, right? And he's going to have to answer questions about in-game decisions. Why would you call that timeout? Why didn't you do – why didn't you go for it? Why did you go for it? Why did you kick a field goal? Like those are the questions he's going to have to respond to, and he's going to have to, you know, hopefully make the right calls. And – we haven't seen him do it. We saw him as a play caller last year, but we didn't see him as a head coach. I mean, there's a lot more. Well, he, he talks. He talk, he, Dustin, he talks like he's been doing it 20 years. He talks like he's Bill Belichick. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> swagger, the confidence. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, he's great. I mean, it's it's uh, it's incredible because this guy, had he not been given the opportunity last year to be the offensive coordinator and call plays, this guy would never be a head coach. Well, uh, dude, also, if Baker Mayfield didn't want to be the head coach, he wouldn't because Baker, I think, was his big, biggest advocate. Because they're buddies. Right, exactly. Two peas in a pod, you know? Yep, 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 When you look at Mayfield here, um, he's certainly outspoken. You mentioned it. He doesn't care what people think of him. Um, You know, it works when you're successful. Um, When you look at Mayfield and he's got that big old chip on his shoulder as well, uh, there's a lot to like about Baker in terms of the personality. Um, Doesn't have your prototypical size here. But what about Mayfield now going into year two as the full-time starter? And I love the kid. I told you guys, I think I was on with you guys before the draft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, last yep. year. And I said how, you know, they need to draft Baker Mayfield. He's my number one quarterback and all this stuff. And yep. and all the reasons that I liked him then, I still like him now. I like him even more now because he's now proven it a little bit in the NFL. And he's proven he can play with the big boys. But I, I just think this kid has grown this offseason. He, 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 the way he talks, he just, he just continues to grow up. I know the headlines are, are you know, sexy and have sizzle and people want to think this kid is you know he he's calculated with what he says he he loves to be challenged by the media he loves to be challenged as, as a as a competitor and i think part of the reason that he goes at colin cowherd and some of these other people on social media and things like that is because he wants to find ways to continue to feel like he's the walk-on he wants people to count him out he needs that that chip on his shoulder he Listen, he's not the underdog anymore, okay? He's the number one overall pick. He, he had the most touchdown passes as a rookie in the history of the game, okay? He's not the underdog anymore, but he still wants to feel like that, and so that's what he's trying to do, and that's why he tries to find these, these little things to motivate him. Yeah, and, and, and you can understand that. Um, does the Landry-Beckham friendship help here? Because, I mean, yes. listen, because the, the very fact of there, there's not enough footballs to go around. I mean, not, yeah, not, it, everyone's, it, not everyone's going to have 1,800 yards receiving. Does that friendship help here, Kitchens and Mayfield, in terms of the distribution of the football, those wideouts? 
I think Jarvis and and Beckham's relationship is huge. If they were not best friends from childhood, I don't know that this could work because if you just if you just took these two receivers, same attitudes, same skill sets, and just threw them on a team if they didn't know each other, I think it'd be a disaster. But these guys are competitive. They going back to their days at LSU. They wanted to one-up each other. We had Les Miles on my show, and he was telling us the story about how one day after practice, Jarvis Landry's in the in the indoor facility by himself practicing these one-handed catches off the jugs machine. Well, Odell hears about it. Next day, Odell's in there trying to do these catches, and that's where it starts. These guys want to compete against each other. They are are, are selfless towards each other, too. They, they literally, like, they call each other brothers. I mean, that's they feel like they're family. So if you have a brother, and I do, I remember growing up, everything that my brother did, I wanted to do better. And I, I kind of feel like that's how, the, how they are. But also, you know, you, you also root for your brother, too. You're, not, you're, you know, you're competing against him, but you're, you also want him to have success, too. So I think that's kind of where they're at. Uh, final one for you, Dustin, is this. You mentioned it, you know, the high expectations. What are your, you know, obviously injuries can play a role, a number of things can play a role. But this team stays healthy. What do you think the Browns are here after 17 weeks, 16 games in the regular season? Oh, I think they're a nine or ten win team, and I think they're right there with for the division. I, I don't know if they'll be able to catch. I still think Pittsburgh wins the division. I do. I think the Browns could be a wild card team, uh, and and be right in the mix. I, I think the last couple of games are going to be crucial for the Browns. They play Baltimore in Week 16, and, and they play Cincinnati in Week 17, and then they've got basically the entire division at the end of the year. So, uh, I, I think they're I think they're in the mix. I mean, I. I think I predicted on our show for the win ten. I don't know that I feel great about ten. I think I think that I think they win more than eight. I think <laughs> let's say the, let's say they win nine games. Nine games. There you go. And you should have cracked this one on Les Miles when you had him on the show. The only thing that could stop Beckham and Landry was Les Miles. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's right. <laughs> because you look at the talent they had. You said to yourself, how exactly did LSU not have a great offense? <laughs> They didn't throw those guys. I know. <laughs> it makes no sense. I know. Hey, Dustin, we appreciate the time this morning, right? And uh... All right, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.